Mother's Day is kind of a loaded day, isn't it? Right? In some ways you go, oh yeah, it's about mom, and oh yeah, maybe you're scrambling to get gifts for mom, and you're like, what is the right thing? And really it's just kind of like, uh, can you even get a gift that really sums up how much you need to honor your mom? Or your wife, as she's a mom, the kids. It just doesn't quite say enough, does it? But it's really loaded because in addition to sort of, oh, the joy and the celebration, there's a lot of baggage. There's a lot of wounds. There's a lot of burdens that come with Mother's Day, isn't there? I think about that a lot. Some people, it's, it's so difficult and challenging, and I totally understand that, that they'll just avoid Mother's Day entirely. There's probably a number of people who aren't here this morning, maybe because it's just too hard and, and too painful, and we understand that. And at the Firehouse Church, we want to honor you, moms. But we don't want to sugarcoat the truth about what motherhood is about, and about the reality that motherhood has a lot of challenges. And a lot of burdens. There's a lot of hurt and a lot of hardship and a lot of brokenness and a lot of pain wrapped up in that term motherhood, isn't there? And we don't want to shy away from that, and so we're going to address it directly today, and I'm not going to pull any punches. Maybe that wasn't a good analogy. A boxing analogy on Mother's Day? We will uh, just speak directly (laughs) that. So here's the first thing. We need to first recognize that a quote-unquote mother carries heavy burdens. Amen? His mom should be going, yes, amen, (laughs) amen. It's true. And so you'll see I put mother in quotations, and you might say, why? Why are you putting it in quotations? Well, who's included in mother? Now, I've heard about pastors who've given services, and you know, sometimes it's really funny. This is a really difficult message, usually for most pastors to give. Like, how do I walk through this whole loaded and, and thing? And I, I heard about one pastor who gave a message, and he basically was like, everybody is a mother. And there's like, you know, little five-year-old girls who are like, I'm a mother? You know, I'm like, no, no, no. So I'm not saying everybody is a mother today. But in some ways, the burdens of motherhood affect all women, in one way or another. And we're going to talk about that a little bit this morning. And in that sense, I know we're all included. And as we think about these things, we just want to make sure, hey, you're loved. And we're going to talk about that. So why? Why does a mother carry heavy burdens? Why? Well, it's a result of the fall. Nope, not the season. The fall of man. The entrance of sin into the world in the Garden of Eden. Adam and Eve sinned. They broke the universe. That's what the Bible tells us. They broke it. And because of this brokenness, God says, here's what happens. And in Genesis chapter 3, he talks to the man and he says, hey, here's what it's going to be like for you, men. And he says, here's what it's going to be like for you, women. And there you see in verse 16, to the woman, God said, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain, you will give birth to children. Your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. Now, it's Mother's Day, so we're not going to delve into the, the issue about your desire for your husband today. But that first part, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. With pain, you will give birth to children. So why was there this punishment? We all know the story. Adam and Eve sinned. They had a choice to choose or choose otherwise, and they chose otherwise. And they sinned, and they broke their relationship with God, and they broke the universe. 
And then God says, here's some of the consequences. And we know one of those consequences, we read it in Romans 3. We've been reading that in our other series we've been going through. The wages of sin is death. And so we knew death was coming and there's a separation from God. But he says, yeah, you broke the universe and here's these things that are going to happen while you're alive. And to the women, he says, I will greatly increase your pains in childbearing. And so on the surface, we could look at that and say, oh, okay, so that just means that the physical act of having a baby is painful. And I'll say this, I'm certainly not a woman, but I've been there six times watching a baby be born. And I can attest, not from personal experience, but from observation, it's painful. (laughs) It is painful. And so in some sense, that is what this means. But God is saying more. He's saying there's a brokenness that has entered the universe. And when there is this brokenness that comes from sin, we can't just escape it. If it was just about the pain that comes from childbirth, it'd be like, well, I just want to have any children and I'll escape the curse. I'll escape the problem of the fall. And God's not saying that. And I don't think he's saying that. And we're going to look at some the Hebrew here. I went back to the Hebrew. I'm no scholar. But here's what I see when I look in that verse. He says, greatly increase. He says, oh, greatly increase your pains. Well, what does greatly increase? comes from the Hebrew word rabbah, which means to multiply or increase in number. It doesn't just mean, oh, make it greater. It means there will be a diversity of pain that comes from this. Hmm, okay. So there's that. We can't escape it. There's more kinds of pain. And what are those pains? The pains comes from the Hebrew word isabon. Which means worry, grief, affliction, pain, offense, anger. You see a diversity there, don't you? It's physical and emotional anguish. It's not just the act of giving birth. There's more to it. It's so much far beyond that physical toil. And then the word children. So the word ben. And when that word is used... In the Old Testament, it refers to the relational aspect of kids in a family. It's not just about a person or a people or a human or an entity. It's about relational aspects. And we understand that's the case because God himself is about relationship, isn't he? When you think about the Trinity, you think about God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Part of the reason there is a Trinity is because God is relationship. And there is a picture of relationship in human interaction that reflects the image of God. And so he's saying, hey, this thing about children is about relational aspects of the family. So let's put all of this together. Sin's brokenness on earth for women includes this. We could just sort of translate it this way. It's an increased number of types of physical and emotional pain stemming from the relational nature of family dynamics. That's what I think it means when it says pains and childbearing, pain or having giving birth to children. And when you look at this and you go, okay, if that's what it was saying, who escapes this? You don't really get to escape this because we're all part of families. We're all in this this effect of the curse. It affects all women in some way, shape, or form. So we go, okay, so if that's the case, mothers carry heavy burdens. That's kind of a downer. Well, God says, hey, church, carry those burdens. 
You're not alone. Don't leave moms alone, women alone to carry these. In Galatians 6, 2, we're instructed, carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And you know if you've come to this church or you're part of this church, we take this very seriously here. We take this very seriously. Now, are we perfect at this? No. But the first one to say, I'm not perfect at it. But we practice it and we strive for it. And sometimes carrying each other's burdens is just a small word to say, how are you doing? I was praying for you. And sometimes it's a big thing. Sometimes when there's a a death of a family member, we step in and we try to carry it in bigger ways. But that's what God calls the church to do. And so when he calls us to this, and then we turn and look at motherhood, we say, are mothers carrying burdens? Does motherhood have burdens? Yes, it does. So should we leave mothers to carry it alone? No. The church should carry the burdens of mothers. How do we carry those? Well, again, practically, carrying words, comfort, conversation, and the big stuff too. But before we can get to those things, I almost feel like sometimes we just go, oh yeah, motherhood is this thing. We don't even acknowledge what these burdens are. We don't acknowledge them. We just kind of go, oh, motherhood is just kind of this nebulous sort of burden out there. And it's not. There's really specific stuff. And to today, I want to bring those up. I want to acknowledge the burdens of motherhood. And I'm not going to get all of them here, but I'm going to get a lot I probably cover most of you here. And so, again, this is an acknowledgement. As I go through this list of these burdens, I'm acknowledging them. I'm not placing judgment on anybody for anything. It's just saying, hey, these are hard things that you have to carry. So grant me a little grace here as we go through this. The first burden I thought of... was the inability to have children. And I know there's probably a number of you here who have struggled with this or are struggling with this, and sometimes we think of this only in a physical sense if I'm unable to, but sometimes it can be in a relational sense where you go, I'm not in the kind of relationship, a marriage relationship that God would want where I can have children, and yet you have a desire for it. Because God's given you that desire, and that is hard, and that is a burden, and I want to tell you, we acknowledge your burden. And you are loved. The second burden I think of is mothering without a father. And there's a lot of reasons why you might find yourself mothering children without a father. And I'm not speaking any condemnation. I'm speaking only love to single moms. If any of you here are single moms or listening to this... It is a burden in the sense that God's design is that dads have something to bring to the table. They have something to bring to the family. This doesn't mean that single moms are in error or in sin for their situation at all. And it doesn't mean that single moms can't be great moms. In some ways, they're probably the most amazing moms. Because they're making up for something that's missing. And their kids can still turn out amazing. And so I'm not saying that. But single moms, you're parenting... And doing two jobs at once. And you're parenting without the help or the input or the presence of a dad. And so there's more work and there's more challenges and there are more burdens. And I want you to know we acknowledge your burden and you're loved. Another burden I see in motherhood is 
difficult pregnancies, difficulty in pregnancies, and maybe this really is that literal pains in childbearing. Yeah, it is really there. You guys know what this stuff is. Morning sickness or afternoon sickness or all day sickness or discomfort or other things that are going on and you'll see those in moms and yeah you might be carrying that if you're, if you're pregnant now or you might say yeah I have done that and, but, and sometimes that carries on beyond nine months doesn't it it shapes you for your life that pain can shape and affect you beyond nine months and it's difficult and it is a burden to carry and I want you to hear us we acknowledge the burden And you're loved. Another burden is miscarriage. And most of us probably understand that statistic that 10 to 20% of pregnancies end in miscarriage. And it's probably a lot more than that. But that's what the statistics say. And you go, wow, that is a lot. Because what we understand is that those children are people. And their death is a loss. And it's not just the loss of a person. There is an absence. There is an absence of never knowing that person. Many of you carry that burden. I even think of sweet Michelle. I know she wrote something about it recently. It really touched my heart that I know Michelle had a few miscarriages. And I thought, wow, how precious that she got to meet those babies this week. And so as a church, we acknowledge this burden that you carry and you are loved. Some of you may have experienced death of a child as a church. You know, with the Albers, we walked through this two years ago. And it is hard, and it is sorrow. We have some other friends we know, and they lost a child almost 20 years ago. And I recently heard them say, how come I can't forget 20 years later? And that is a hard burden. You'll be affected forever. But I want you to know if you've experienced this as you walk through this, we acknowledge this burden and you are loved. Some of you are raising children. God has blessed you with a child who struggles with an illness or with special needs. And again, a child is not a burden. Their child is precious. But we acknowledge that walking through illness and special needs and those things is really challenging. And there's a lot of other things you have to do and things you have to carry and doctor's appointments and therapy and life and planning and other things and it is a challenge and it is a burden and we tell you if that is your situation, we acknowledge your burden and you're loved. Some of you may have obstacles of personal health. Again, I think of what Michelle was walking through. And a number of you have other things that are going on in your life because being sick or being ill takes us out of the game, doesn't it? It sure makes parenting a lot more difficult when you're sick. And I think Michelle carried this burden and she was a great example to us. But this is a difficult thing. It is a burden of motherhood. And we acknowledge this burden. And you're loved. Some of you, if you have kids and you've got babies, there's a couple crying in the back and we love children here and there are challenges in infancy, aren't there? My kid's not sleeping, my kid's not eating, my kid's doing this, my kid's doing that. The stress of the uncertainty weighs a mom down. It is a heavy burden and 
Though it is a phase and often it passes, you're walking in it, it is hard to see the end of it. And we acknowledge that burden and you are loved. Some of you are like my family and we're in the process of training and building kids. And the question that's constantly on our minds, am I doing the right thing? Am I doing the right thing? What blind spot of mine is causing me to impart weakness into these kids? What sin of mine is adversely affecting them? And this burden of responsibility tells us in Proverbs, train up a child in the way he should go. That is a burden of responsibility that mothers carry. It is overwhelming, isn't it? We acknowledge that burden and you are loved. Some of you have teenagers. We've just walked into this world. My son turned 14 on Friday. And there are challenges in that. If anyone asks you where gray hair comes from, tell them it's from teenagers. <laughs> and I realize as we walk through this, we go, how do I deal with this? This is weird. This is crazy. What happened to this little kid? Our friend John Meyer had this great example once. He talked about the teen years and he said, it's like launching a model rocket. And you're the little arm thing and the rocket, you know, holds on to it and it's the thing that helps it shoot straight. But man, there's a lot of force put on you to wave you around. It's that rocket rocket launches. It is a hard burden and we acknowledge that burden if you're walking in that phase, moms, and you're loved. And then some of you, your kids are grown up. And they're grown, and yet, being a mother didn't end, did it? It's different. You still have this family relationship, and like it said when we were talking about the curse and the fall, is that it has to do with family relationships and aspects, and they're grown, and it's different, and sometimes there's brokenness, and sometimes it's because of their choices, and sometimes it's because of your choices, and sometimes it's with the spouse of your kid, or finances... The burdens don't cease when your kid has grown up. They're just different. And some of you are carrying those burdens now, and I want you to know we acknowledge that burden, and you're loved. And so as a church, we go through this list of burdens, and there's probably more. You're probably sick of hearing about burdens at this point, but as a church, we're going to carry your burdens. We're going to do it through prayer. We'll pray for you. We'll have conversations with each other about these things and walk through them. If you've got physical needs, we want to help. We just want to care. We want to be with you in these burdens. So that's a lot about burdens, and you're probably going, well, shoot, it's Mother's Day. Isn't there any good news today? We're just talking about burdens. And the reality here is God calls the church to help us carry these burdens that we're going to fail at it because we're human. But here's the good news. Jesus Christ understands and carries your heavy burdens. Jesus Christ understands and carries these burdens. i got four scriptures here that tell us this. The first one is from Isaiah 53, verse 3, and it was a prophecy about Jesus that came true, and it said about Jesus, He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows, and acquainted with grief. And so generally speaking, yes, Jesus experienced grief. You see it in his life. He had loss and sorrow and rejection and sadness. But don't forget, 
Jesus was God. Jesus is God. And God knows everything. He knows your hurts. He knows your pains. He knows your burdens, moms. Ladies, he knows everything. And he's acquainted with grief. Second scripture, Matthew eleven twenty eight. Jesus' own words. I love this verse. I've always loved this verse. He says, Come to me, all who, are labor, who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And so does this include the burdens of motherhood? Yes. Yes, it does. It includes them, all of those lists of all of those burdens and all the ones I didn't have room to go through today. He understands and He gives you rest. He gives you rest. Come to Jesus with these. He understands. I don't know, moms, if you're going to get rest this afternoon. I don't know if you're going to get a rest on mom's day. Sometimes we, in my house, we laugh because we say, oh, dad only gets one day off a week. And I'm like, mom doesn't get any days off in a week. Maybe you'll get a little bit of rest this afternoon, but remember this, Jesus Christ is going to give you rest. You bring your burdens to him and he will give you rest. Another verse from Matthew chapter 23, verse 37. Jesus, he looks out over the city of Jerusalem. He says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to it. How often would I have gathered your children together as a hen gathers her brood under her wings and you were not willing. Jesus loved the Jewish nation. They were the chosen people of God and we see elsewhere, what are they referred to as? The children of Israel. The children of God. And Jesus looks at them and he's sorrowed and he's burdened by the lack of faith he sees. But you know what's interesting about this? What kind of analogy does he use? It's a mothering analogy, isn't it? About a hen who gathers her brood under her wings. Why would Jesus use an analogy he didn't understand? He understands what it's like. He made the hen. He made the hen and her brood. He understands what it is. For him to use this analogy means he understands what the burdens of motherhood are. And he cares for you. And the last verse I want to share this morning is from the end. In Revelation 21.4. It says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Talking about God. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And here's the best news yet. Someday the burdens will be gone. The burdens of motherhood will be no more. No more. Do you love Jesus? Have you received the free gift of salvation? If you have, someday you'll come face to face with Jesus and those burdens will be lifted perfectly and permanently. And the tears from the fall, from the curse, from these burdens... The pains of childbearing as they multiply in our lives will be wiped away. 
Isn't that encouraging? I hope it's encouraging to you. It is to me as I thought about it. I go, wow, this is great. In the midst of our grief and our sorrows and our burdens, there is hope at the end. And there's hope along the way in Jesus Christ. So moms, we love you. And we acknowledge, we acknowledge your burdens. And as a church, we pledge to help carry those burdens as best we can. But today, if you walk away with one thing, walk away with this. Rejoice that Jesus Christ carries and understands your burdens and one day he's going to take them away. And he'll take them off of your shoulders permanently. And that's what I wanted to share with you this morning. Let's pray and we'll close. Man, God, thank you for hope. Thank you for Jesus Christ. Lord, thank you for sending your son. God, thank you for your words that say, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And God, as we look at these burdens of motherhood, God, it weighs me down and I'm not even a mom. I look out across this room and I think of even some who aren't here this morning and I go, wow, there's a lot of heavy burdens and God, help us as a church to see and to know how we can carry those. But thank you that you're carrying them and you understand them and you love us. And someday you're going to take care of all of it. And God, we rejoice in that. Lord, help us as we go out from here today off into whatever we're doing, help us to honor our moms as best we can. Lord, help us to love and, and salute our moms and those around them. Thank you again for Jesus. And it's his name we pray. Amen.